Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey guys, praise the Lord, man. I'm so excited that I get to be with you tonight. Amen. What a great opportunity to be together. And I'll tell you what, we got a word for you tonight. It's going to help you grow. It's going to help you be encouraged. It's going to it's going to help you just see this season of life you're in maybe in a different way. So I, I really believe tonight's going to be great. So grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, get ready to take some notes, grab your phone. Amen. You might be watching on the phone, so I don't know if you could take notes and watch at the same time, but whatever you got to do, let's get ready to hear from heaven and be transformed by the word of God. I'll tell you what, nothing gets better than the word of God in the right season when it's time for you to go to another level of what God has for you. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Don't forget, share right now. Click your mobile devices, share it. We have been helping people all over. You know, somebody just said to me last week, I had a watch party. I don't even know what a watch party is, but people that they went to like high school with, people, their family members. I mean, it's awesome. The people were reaching with the message of hope that God has given us to change the world. So share it, do a watch party. I don't even know what a watch party is. Whatever it is, just do it. Get it out there. Share the feed. We can't, we just cannot wait to be able to be together in person. But I'll tell you what, we're, we've got a great reach with the internet. So let's use it for our capability to bring help, hope, and healing to some people that need it. Amen. I need it. Glory to God. Amen. How many excited about giving? Listen, I got a scripture for you right here. I got a couple of them. First Chronicles, um, First Chronicles 29, 12, and 14. It says this, both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might. And in thine hand it is to make great and to give strength and awe. Now, therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. But who am I and what is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? For all things come of thee, of thine own have we given thee. Amen. And what we know is this. It says, both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. The Bible says this. It makes it very clear that riches and honor come from the Lord. That's what it says. If you read it in the King James, it says, riches and honor come from the Lord. Proverbs 3, 9 says this. Honor God with everything you own and give him the first and the best. Amen. So as you guys get ready to give today, amen, I want you to know that your giving makes a difference in every season of your life. We are stewards over what God has given us. And as we take our seed and we honor God with our substance, as we honor God with our seed, as we honor God with what he's given us, it makes room for us to supernaturally abound in every season of life. He said, I gave seed to the sower, amen, that you could sow in any season, and he will honor your giving, and he will give you even more. That's what the key of law of seed time and harvest is. You sow what you have, but God multiplies seed. He said, I will multiply the seed you sow and bring you increase. Amen. So praise the Lord. So we've got a lot of great ways for you to give. A lot of you know we've been here. Amen. I'm going to pray over your offering in a minute. You can give by going online at relevantfl.org slash giving. Amen. Relevantfl.org slash giving. You can give right there. Then we got a great way for you to give. You can text to give. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can just text your amount to that number. You know what it is. It's 386. It's on there right now. But 968-1103. That's 968-1103. You can give via text. I'll tell you, I really appreciate you guys' faithfulness because it's making a difference, not only what we're doing here, but what we're doing in the community and all over the world. Another way you can give is through Cash App. It's dollar sign relevant FL. Just put your amount in there and you can Cash App. That's dollar sign relevant FL. And of course, you could send your seed to 920 Bevel Road. Amen. A lot of you guys have been doing that and we really, really appreciate your giving. I want you to know your faithful giving has made a way 
for increase, not just in your life, but in the church. Amen. He's so faithful to give to God, and God is so faithful to be the rewarder of what you give. Amen. He will do that. Because he re- faith, faith is rewarded by them that diligently seek him. Amen. So when you diligently do the things of God, God rewards your faith. He rewards your seed. He brings the blessing. Amen. So hold your seed in your hand as you get ready to give. Father, I just thank you for each and every person. At the sound of my voice, I thank you that you're making a way for them financially to prosper in every season. And Father, I thank you that this will not be a season of lack in any which way. It's going to be a season of abundance and supernatural seed sowing is going to accomplish great things in their life and in their finances. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, amen and amen. Well, praise be to God. I don't know about you. I'm excited. Glory to God. We've been in this series for a little bit of inviting God into inviting God into your life and your situations and what's going on. And one of the things I want you to do is I want you tonight, as we get ready to get in this word, I want you to invite God into your season. Amen. Just write that down. The night said, invite God into your season of life. Um, One of the things you have to understand, and I have to understand, is that we are going to go through certain seasons with God. Some of these seasons that we go through with God are going to be easy. Some of the seasons that we go through with God might be difficult. Some of the seasons we go through with God might be, maybe they're hard, maybe they're unknown, maybe they're quiet, or maybe there's a lot of different things going on. But I want you to know that whatever season of life you are in, when you invite God in, he makes even the difficult seasons easier. Because he gives you his ability in this season to accomplish what you could not accomplish by yourself. So here's what I want you to do. Write this down, point number one, placement number one, just thought I I had for you. I'm going to have to understand the season of life that I'm in. So important. I think we grow in seasons. So don't force any of them. Enjoy them. Embrace them because this is the key. I don't think you could speed them up. I think you got to grow up through them. I really believe that. You know, and it was funny. You know, as much as you might want winter to come, we're in summer right now. You cannot force winter to show up. You can go outside with a snow jacket on. You could run out there with a shovel in your hand. Some of you guys know what I'm talking about. We're in Florida, so we don't have that. We don't have all that white powder falling out the sky in the winter. You know what I mean? But here's what I'm saying: as much as you may want, you could put Christmas carols on the radio, and some of you do this stuff. You could start singing, you know, "Frosty the Snowman." But guess what? It's 90 degrees outside. You are not gonna change the season that's in the earth right now. You could sit there and go. You can put a winter coat on, walk outside. You might just pass out. It's 90. You know what I'm saying? As much as I want another season to show up or vice versa, some people are trapped in winter. They're like, ooh, I want to put on shorts and a T-shirt and run outside. Well, guess what? If it's 30 degrees outside and you do that, you are going to freeze. Seasons come and go. And this is what I want you to say. I think we grow in seasons so don't force them to finish early. Amen? This is so important. See, there's going to be good seasons. There's going to be sad seasons. There's going to be happy seasons. But you got to be able to see God in every season. Just take that and remember that. What can I learn in this season of life? That is my question to you. What can I learn? You see, Pastor Chris, man, I've gone through a season. Maybe, maybe you've made great mistakes. Well, listen. You're not just going to stop because you made great mistakes. Just you learned a bunch of ways of how not to do something. That's what making mistakes is all about. I learned a lot of ways not to serve God because God's not pleased with some of this stuff. So I learned through my trial and error how to be successful. Listen to Deuteronomy 11.2 in the Good News Translation. It says, remember what you have learned about the Lord through your experiences with him. Remember what you've learned about the Lord through your experiences with him. Ain't that good? You remember, you got to look back. 
You know, I always said this, Abraham um, and Sarah considered God faithful from past seasons of performance to catapult them into future seasons of success. Abraham and Sarah, you know, they laughed. They thought it was funny. The promise of Isaac seemed to be, oh, no way. Come on. Her womb is dead. I'm a hunter. Come on. There's no way, God. They thought it was funny when God said, you'll have a son. But here's the key. Remember this. Abraham and Sarah, in the moment of when it looked impossible, looked back at the past and possibilities that God had already come through in and for them. So what took place was they supernaturally understood that if he did it before, he can do it again. He's my God. Hallelujah. The fact is this. God, God, remember we were talking about the fire. God could have kept them out of the fire. He's God. He could have did anything. He could have keep you out of problems. He could keep you out of trouble. He can keep you out of all these seasons. He, he parted a Red Sea. He opened blind eyes. It would have been no problem for God to have changed the king's mind with Nebuchadnezzar and all that stuff. He could have helped these teenagers escape easily. God doesn't deliver us out of every season of our life. Sometimes he takes you through the season so you can grow in your faith and your love walk. Man, if everything was easy, if every road you've ever got on, you know, I thought about something today. I said, you know, God's got streets paved of gold. But I promise you there's some potholes in them, amen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's some streets paved with coals, but there's some still potholes on them roads. You know what I mean? Like, it's not always easy walking on gold streets. It's not always easy, but God's always faithful. So here we go. Remember this. In every season with God, I need to be able to learn something about him. Man, that is so good. You know, I often think about... Um, just situations I walk through in life with God where I see him. Well, you couldn't really see him as your healer unless you needed healing in your body somewhere in a divine way. Now, here's what I want you to know. God doesn't bring the trouble, amen? He doesn't bring the steal, kill, and destroy, but he does bring the faithfulness of you overcoming the stuff you're facing in the season you're in. That's the truth right there. You know, I often thought about this. Great story for you and me to kind of start off with here is this. Abraham is believing God for Isaac. I don't know. I'm on this today, so we might as well go here. Abraham is believing God for Isaac. And the Bible says that when Abraham first got it, you can read the whole story in Genesis 13, 14, 15. He can't really comprehend how God's going to do it. You all know the story. He says, God, come on. How am I going to be the father of many nations? God takes him outside. He says, Abraham, look at the stars in the sky. You see all those stars in the sky? Those are going to be your descendants. As many multitudes of stars you can see, that's the descendants I'm going to give you in the earth. And Abraham's still kind of struggling with his own ability to produce the promise that God has for him. I think that's one of the greatest things me and you do. We struggle with our own ability to get the promise of God to come to pass. Think about that. In seasons of life, I have to really put my trust and confidence in God's ability to do what he said he would do. So important that God sees me and you faithful to trust him and believe him even in seasons, we don't really see him moving. I don't know about you, but that seems to be the greatest obstacle sometimes, right? Boy, God, it sure be nice if you kind of said something in this season. It sure be nice if you kind of, could one of the stars kind of just twinkle a little bit so I know it's really, really going to happen. And you know what I mean when I say that. It's not simple, but God's faithful. But some seasons just seem to almost look impossible. And Abraham says these words, in Genesis, he starts seeing God, and he says something in Genesis 16, 17. He says something really good, and he pushes over into 18. But 17, he says something. He said this. He said, you're El Shaddai. And, man, that is a revelation he's never used before. But what he's saying is you are the God who's more than enough. And the minute 
He sees God as the God who's more than enough. He receives Isaac. And one of the things I want you to think about in this story was this. And I thought about this many years ago, so I'm really bringing it to you, and I'll talk about seasons. And now, after the promise has come to pass, God asks Abraham maybe one of the craziest things we've ever heard in our existence in the Bible. Bring Isaac to the mountaintop and basically kill the promise. I don't know about you, but this just seems wacky. What do you mean, God? I waited for this promise in this season for so long. So long I waited for this. I didn't understand it. It wasn't simple. I had to stay faithful. I didn't get it. I was in a tough spot. I was in a hard season. And now you want me to take this promise to the mountaintop and kill him? This is blowing me out, man. This doesn't make any sense. But one of the things that I love about Abraham is this. He says these words on the way up the mountain. When Isaac looks to Abraham to say, how could this come to pass? What are we doing? I got wood. We got an offering we're going to bring to the Lord. But where is the sacrifice? Abraham has a confession based upon a revelation. What would he say? He said, promise you this, God will provide. My God in heaven. What do you mean God will provide? He said, God will provide himself a sacrifice. Now, you cannot make a statement like that unless you've seen God as a provider in your own life. What am I saying? It's, it's great to say God's a healer, but when you need the God he healing you, now you really got a testimony, and we've all been there. You could say God can prosper you. Yes, he does, but then you go through a season when you need God to prosper you. Now you've got a revelation. When you said God is a restorer and you tell people this stuff, when you see God's restored something in your life, my God, the witness and the strength of what you're saying is so strong. So what am I saying? Don't look at some seasons that you go through as obstacles. They are the greatest stepping stones to your success because without them, you would just have theory about God. But because now you have experience, your faith is not going to be rattled. Abraham starts walking up the mountain with Isaac and said, the Lord will provide a sacrifice. He got that from the past season of God's faithfulness. He seen God come through. Basically, he was saying, Isaac, you were the first promise I had to believe for. And I promise you this, the God that got you to show up will make sure you're the God that makes sure he comes down. Amen. He said, me and the Lord. I love Abraham's terminology. He said, me and the lad will what? Return. Amen. He don't understand what is going on. He doesn't have a clue as how this is all going to work out. But what does he know? Me and the kid are coming back. The Lord will provide. And the awesome thing about the story is he gets to the mount. Amen. Lays Isaac. Can you imagine Isaac? Like, what is going on, dad? Just, just hang on. Don't worry about it. And the minute he goes to bring the hand of, of, of basically <laughs> death, God says, I, stop, I know you fear me, amen. Wouldn't it be cute if we always heard stop? <laughs> Uh-oh, somebody just got nervous. What do you mean, what do you mean? Isn't it always stop? No, sometimes it's like get some stuff out of your life. Some of you got to get some stuff out of your life that shouldn't be in your life, amen? There are certain things in life that sometimes you don't need in your life, amen? But this is something that God is showing Abraham, his faithfulness, and the Bible says that he says, stop, I know you fear me, everything is good, stop what you're doing. And the Bible says that there was a ram caught in the thicket or God provided a sacrifice. And Abraham says this, I have seen Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God, my provider. He sees a different side of God than he can only see in the season of life that he's in. 
before I seen El Shaddai, the God who's more than enough. That's what he say, El Shaddai. He's the God who's more than enough. And Isaac shows up. Now he sees this season as who? He's Jehovah Jireh. He's the Lord God, my provider. You're seeing Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God who heals. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord God who waves a banner. He's the God of peace. Every season of life, God is trying to reveal himself, but you got to invite him in so you can see the life lessons that you're learning. It's so important. Think of this. Every season with God, I need to be learning something about him. Here's a big one, too. Point number two I want you to think about is this. you got to bring forth the right fruit in the right season. you got to bring forth the right fruit in the right season. So important here. Look what it says here in Psalms 101. I love this. It reads in the Amplified, blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans, and their purposes, nor stands, what, submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and rest, where the scornful and the mockers gather, but his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord and in this law and the precepts, the instructions and teaching of God, he habitually meditates, ponders, studies day by day, night by day, day by night. Look at this. And he, look at verse, verse three, very important. And he shall be like a tree firmly planted and tended by the streams of water, ready to bring forth its fruit in its season. Right there. I got to bring forth my fruit in this season. You see this? I am developing love, fruit of the spirit, right? Galatians 5. You don't have to go there. Galatians 5, 22, 23. Go there and read later, right? It says this. Love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, long-suffering, self-control. So what does it say? It says, bring forth fruit in this season. So write this down. I have to bring forth the right fruit in this season. Now, some of you say, this season stinks. Yeah, I know. Some of these seasons are not enjoyable, amen? But you still got to bring forth the right fruit in this season. Otherwise, you're going to have to see this season again. Everybody, hold on. Say, that ain't no fun. I don't, I don't want, that's no fun. That's the truth. That ain't no fun. Watch this. It's leaf also shall not fade or wither, and everything he does shall prosper. And what? Come to maturity. Amen? This is what it's about. So you're in a season right now that you got to produce the right fruit so you can mature. Amen? But here's the thing. In this season, I got to produce right fruit. When you believe and trust on the Lord, you grow no matter what the seasons are bringing. That's Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8, and I want you to read it in the Amplified. Now watch this. This is going to bring a lot of light, I think, unto your situations of life. Most blessed is the man who believes in, trusts in, relies on the Lord, and whose hope and confidence is the Lord is. Or basically, your confidence is in the Lord. For what? For he shall be like a tree planted by the water, sounds kind of familiar, right, that spreads out its roots by the river, and it shall what? Not see in fear when the heat comes. So here, watch this, right? So check this out. Now, I want you to pull this in, okay? You're going to be like a tree planted by the rivers and waters, and when, they, when fear comes and the heat comes and the pressure comes, the leaf shall be green and it shall not be anxious and full of care in the year of drought, nor shall it want cease yielding fruit. Do you see that? He's saying, look, you ain't talking about trees. He's talking about you. He's not talking about a palm tree. When do you, when do you ever see a palm tree become anxious? When do you ever see a fruit tree become anxious? Trees don't become anxious. People become anxious. He's talking about this. You are going to be connected to the word, and as long as you can stay connected to God... In this heated season, in this 
pressure season, in this fearful season, it won't come near you and you will still keep yielding the right fruit in a difficult season. Man, that's good. So takeaway is this. Grow in the seasons of life is up to me, not up to God. Write that down. To grow in the seasons of life is up to me. It's not up to God. It's are you going to grow here or are you going to allow this? Now, look it. Are you going to let growing in the seasons of life is up to me? It's not up to God. God has given me the tools to grow. God has given us the word of God so we can grow. God has given us the spirit of himself to help us grow. But I got to make the choice to grow. Remember we last week? Are you going through it or are you growing through it? Come on, somebody. It's not comfortable, but it's what? It's definitely, definitely beneficial. I mean, because you're going, you ain't going to change. Just like summer, you are not going to walk outside and change the season just because you don't like it. Can you imagine me walking out there? And I'm like, well, I don't like it. You're going to go in your car and put your heater on and put, here's you. Right? I don't like this season, so here's what I'm going to do. You go out in your car, you put your heater on high, you put Christian, you get your iTunes, you put Christmas music on, you sit in there with your jacket in your car, and you sing, you sing. Come on, got there. Sing Frosty the Snowman. Go for it. 90 degrees, you're going to pass out, you're going to look like you're crazy, and you're going to get in trouble because why? You're in the wrong season. <laughs> <laughs> that's the biggest problem we got. God's got you in one season, and you're in the wrong season, and you can't even enjoy the season you're in. Uh-oh. I'm preaching now. Glory to God. I'm sure it happens with people. God is in a season of cultivating your character, and you want to be in this next season. Ooh, ooh, brother. Pethy Chris, don't say that. Don't say that. You know what I'm saying? Some of you, ooh, I'm in love. I'm so in love. You singing songs, like love songs. I'm in love. You're in love, but God's like, no, this ain't your season to be in love. This is your season to go love work on your love walk because you're jacked up. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. I'm so mad I'm supposed to have that business by now. Where's my business? You haven't kept the same job for five weeks for the last 15 years, but you're supposed to have that business by now? No, God's got you in the season of learning to be faithful before he can ever promote you to entrepreneurialism. Come on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you want to be an entrepreneur. I want to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, I made up words. Don't worry about it. Just go with it. What, what do you mean? How are you going to be an entrepreneur? You can't even show up to work early. Cut it out. Pastor Chris, ooh, but I, Pastor Chris, but God told me I'm I'm the blessed coming in and the blessed going out. How about you, the blessed, get up early and take your blessed assurance and get to work on time? You say, Pastor Chris, we in quarantine. No, get ready because when quarantine's over and the glory shows up, you better be ready. You know what I'm talking about? Ooh, I know what I'm. Pastor Chris, I'm gonna ooh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna ooh, I, ooh, I'm so ready. I'm so ready for my season. Okay, well, what preparation are you doing? I'm not doing any. I'm just waiting for it to come. No, this is the season to prep now. You know, I'm, I'm not into those big people. I, I watch these shows, but God knows I'm roughing it. I ain't never been camping a day in my life, and I don't need to start because I think, I think camping's the Ritz Carlton. All right, so whatever. I'm, I'm elevating my game. But here's what I'm saying. Just hear me. God bless all you people that go camping. Take me one time. We go fishing or something. We'll have fun. But you ever watch these people in Alaska? They're like, ooh, the middle of summer. Ooh, we're preparing for winter. Wait a minute. What do you mean they're preparing for winter? They know that if they don't catch enough preserves and get berries and fish and meat and all that stuff, when winter comes, it's too late. It's too late. So they're in a season preparing for another season of life because when next season comes, the Bible says in Proverbs, if you do not prepare in this season of life for your next season of life, too late. It's too late. Too late. Come on, man. You have to get prepared in this season for next season. You're trying to rush through the process. I want out now. Get me out of here. I'm ready. 
No, 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 no. Prepare in this season so when next season shows up, you're ready for it. I know. I know it's like some of you ain't happy with me. You're like, Pastor Chris, my God in heaven, I don't even want to go to that church. Well, too bad. You got to go to that church. God told you so. One of the greatest things to remember is this, is man, in this season of life, write this down. This one's going to hurt. And don't start sending me emails about this stuff because I don't read that stuff. Here's the big thing. Number three, I'm going to have to keep the right attitude in the season I'm in. It's quiet in here. It's because I'm by myself, but still got thoughts in my head. I'm going to have to keep the right attitude no matter what season of life I'm in. One of the greatest things to remember about attitude is this. Change of it requires new thinking, and in order to change my attitude, I must learn the truth and start making good choices. But guess what? But we also must change the way we think more than anything. Look what it says here in the NLT, Ephesians 4.23. Let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Woo, I need an attitude adjustment so my altitude could go higher. That's the truth right there. The right attitude is this. God, I know you're going to bring me out of this stuff. I know you're going to help me. I know right now I might be hurting, and I know I might be going through, but I'm asking you to come on in, come on in, and help me change my attitude. When you invite God into the difficulties, and you're almost like, I don't even want to say like your heart, but you're kind of like your attitude, you'll feel him helping you, directing you, empowering you, enabling you, and actually favoring you. You know what I mean? Because this is the big thing too, man. Guys, remember this. This is really, this is, I really like coming and teaching this stuff to you. And this, and look, guys, this is all about growing. We're growing. Every time God takes you to a better season, it's usually uncomfortable before you get there. Because increase, increase in any way always means you're uncomfortable from where you are to where you're going. Because two things happen. I've, I've never been there before, so I don't know. And I, I don't, I never, I never felt this before, so I don't know. And I really feel like it's something I never really experienced. So because I don't really have two things working, and a bunch of things ain't working, right? Like, man, I don't even, I don't know. I'm just trusting, like, kind of like almost in the blind. I don't know. It's like having a blindfold out, and I'm walking forward, and I got to trust God. Now, I know I could trust God, but, man, in the middle of it, you got to keep the right attitude. Look at Exodus 6 and 2. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. <laughs> and in the morning, they seen, look at these, these jokers are jacked up. We are not as screwed up as the children of Israel. They deserve to fall dead outside the promised land because they just dumb. I'm not trying to be mean, but my God, God showed up in the glory and these morons are still complaining. Look, I might have, pro- look, if you think you're doing bad, here, look, let, let Pastor Chris help you. Praise be to God. I feel like a therapist right now. Let me help you. How does that make you feel? If anything will make you feel better, I don't care. If I get in trouble, I'm going to timeout when we get to heaven anyway for a couple months because of the stuff I say in the earth, but it's going to be okay. I'm going to be there. I promise you this. The children of Israel deserve to get slapped. And in the morning, then you shall see the glory of the Lord. For he that heareth your murmurings against the Lord, and he, what? And knows you what? You murmur against us. So they said, look, you're going to see the glory. These guys seen the glory of God and still couldn't even pay attention. They got a rock. Remember I told you? They got a rock, a rock following them in the wilderness. They got a pillar by day and a fire by night. These dudes, they need an eye adjustment. Didn't they see this stuff? Look, I'm telling you right now, we got to walk by faith and not by sight. These jokers walk by sight and couldn't have no faith. Come on, man. We ain't doing that bad. The Lord heareth your murmurings. You murmur against him. Your murmurings are not against us but against the Lord. And that's the big thing, man. My complaining is not about my situation, really. My complaining is about God. Boy, that hurt. You say, man, no, 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 I'm complaining about the situation. No, you're really complaining about God, guys. And that's the the danger here is that if you start complaining about the season you're in, you're really saying to God, God, I don't really trust your opinion of where you got me right now. I'm not really trusting your process of where I am right now. Now, listen, I'm not talking about blatantly getting off in left field, but I am saying this. 
God's got you in a season helping you learn something so you can bear the right fruit. Invite him in and let him educate you in the moment. I love this. This is so funny. I think it's funny. It says that they heard the murmurings of the children of Israel <laughs> because they were mad. They were mad. And God's trying to, he's taking them out of, listen to this. This is me and you. He's taking them out of bondage. He's taking them out of slavery. He's taking them out of lack. He's taking them out of disaster. He's taking them out of a miserable life. And he's trying to take them to something better, the land flowing with milk and honey, the blessed life. And they start complaining about it. It's better for us to die in Egypt. What's that mean? Transitional seasons are difficult because they're unfamiliar and they're unrecognizable. I've never been there before. It's unrecognizable. It's unfamiliar. It's unrelatable to what my understanding is. Remember this. Make this your takeaway. Everything they murmured about, God pretty much already figured out and was getting ready to give them. Did you ever think of that? We ain't got no food. He's like, well, you thought I brought you out here not to give you food? Are you crazy? Are you, do you think God is dumb? You thought, so I took you out of Egypt and brought you out here to watch you die. <laughs> what is wrong with us? What was wrong with them, but what is wrong with us? You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, so God saved you, and now he's going to watch you stay broke in the earth. This is what they were saying, man. This is what they were saying. God, why in the world do I got to work with these demon-possessed people? They're demon-possessed on the Zoom meetings. Who are you kidding? But you've still got to deal with it, and you got to start looking. God, I don't know what you're trying to teach me. Praise be to God. I'm going to learn. Why? Because I don't need this season again. <laughs> Woo! I preach it real good, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to work with these demon possessed. I, I work with this guy, right? I'm going to tell you a quick story. Some of you don't know this. But I was actually, I actually, I actually, when I worked before, I had the business. I had to work. I was making, um, I was making countertops for this company, you know? And I got this guy's job. And uh, basically, he got, he got hurt uh, riding a motorcycle and just a big thing, right? He gets hurt, and he's gone. I never met him. So all of a sudden, you know, it's like the guy's out of work for like six months. I had the job. This is my first job. I come to Florida, right? So I'm making these countertops, and I'm doing all stuff. And all of a sudden, this guy comes. And this guy, I, I kid you not, the guy's name was Bear. I said, well, who's Bear? And they're like, oh, you're, you're down the road, you know, and I'm thinking, they, they call this guy Bear. Well, this guy comes down to work with me. It's me and him alone. And I'm like, this guy is demon-possessed. He was. He was crazy. And I said, look, bro. I said, let's get something straight. You're nuts. Amen. And I'm thinking, why in the world am I in this season working with this nut? Well, I'm, I'm here. I weren't in the ministry. I wasn't even had it going on with God yet. And I'm thinking, I look back at those seasons of life because I had a, now, there was nothing wrong with the guy, but he was difficult. Amen. I mean, this guy's been to prison. This joker was out there, man. And God bless all you people that have been to prison, but I have not been educated in, in, in the correctional facility, okay? So look, so I'm like down there working with this dude. I'm like, dude, look, you're crazy, and if you come near me, I'm going to hit you with this two-by-four. I promise you that. I was like, and we wound up becoming great friends. And up, But at first, I was like, dude, this guy's gone, man. This dude ain't right in the head. He even told me, he said, I'm a little, I'm a little off. I said, yeah, no, I know. And I'm like, why am I working with you? Why do I got to be here? You know, you think about life, you think it was all training. It was all part of it. It was all part of me growing. It was all part of the plan. It was all part of, I don't know, I thought some of it was maybe not God, but it must have been God in the end. Why? Because God, I don't know why I told you that, but it was funny, right? I'm serious. It was hilarious. And I'm like, oh my God, I guess I'm going to work with you. This should be great. Oh my Lord. It worked out. Here's the thing. Think of this. It would have been just as easy to praise God for what he was getting ready to do as it was for them to complain God about what they didn't think he was doing. Write that down. It would have been just as easy for them to praise God for taking them out of Egypt, bringing them to a better place, seeing his hand move, and doing all these great things. It would have been just as easy to praise God for what he was getting ready to do than to what? Complain about what they couldn't see him doing. 
That's the problem. Stop thinking he's not doing and start praising him for he is in the move doing it. One of the big things is this. Write this down. Don't let the circumstances of life and the season you're in determine your level of praise. Man, that'll preach right there. Don't let the circumstances of life determine your level of praise in the season you're in. Man, that's strong. Don't let the circumstances of life determine the level of praise for the season that you're in. This is big. And you know where we're going to go here? Acts 16, 25. Y'all know about it, right? It says, Paul and Silas at midnight prayed and say, and I got that in the message, I believe. Praise, listen to this. They prayed and sang praises. They prayed and sang praises. Listen, you can have a song of praise in the prison. You might, some of you might feel like this season is bad or my God, I never, and if you know what guys, some of this stuff you could keep in the archives of your spirit because one day you're going to need this message. Okay. So you say, well, right now I feel good. And what are you talking about? I'm talking about training for later. You know, I was thinking about something the other day I went to go do something and I said, man, I thought about something I learned in like kindergarten. You know what I mean? I was like, wow, that's why they were teaching us that stuff. And I said, man, what a, it was on recall in my, in my life. I might learn something years ago that I'm going to use tomorrow, or I might use it 20 years from now, but I put it in my spirit and uh, the Holy Spirit will draw upon this message when it's needed. Amen. Listen to this. Along about midnight, Paul and Silas were at prayer and singing a robust hymn to God. The other prisoners couldn't believe their ears. Ain't that cool? Because they knew the season they're in. And that's something, this is something I'm going to show you here. Then without warning, a huge earthquake, the jailhouse tottered. Even every door flew open and the prisoners were loose. Watch this. Startled from sleep, the jailer saw the door swing open, loose off its hinges, assuming that all the prisoners escaped. He pulled out his sword and was about to do himself in. Figured he was pretty much good at dead anyway. He knew it was over. He's like, how, do, how are you going to explain this one? When Paul stopped him, he said this, don't do that. We're all still here. Nobody's run away. Man, you got to get this now. The jailer got a torch and ran inside, badly shaken. He collapsed in front of them, Paul and Silas, and he led them out. And the jailer asked, sirs, what do I have to do to be saved, to really live? They said, put your entire trust in the master Jesus. Then you will live as you were meant to live and everyone in your house included. And it says that they all got saved. Now, I want you to see something right here. This is huge. Number one, there's a level of personal deliverance with your praise. But then there's a public deliverance because of your praise. Listen, this is what I felt. I, I, you know, I've never seen this in all these years looking at this thing. Man, it's really blessed me, though. Look what it says here when we read in verse um, 28. It says, Paul stopped him and said, don't do that. We're all still here. Nobody's run away. And the jailer basically got touched by what? What he saw. Write this down. I'm going to stay. This is funny because we're going on with this stuff. I felt like this is in my heart, right? I'm going to stay in this cell until my praise gets me out. Now, I'm going to show you something right here now. Watch this. What do you mean? He was in, they were in a difficult season of life. Amen. Now I want you to pull that in. I don't want you to quit on that. Okay. I want you to pull that in. They were in a difficult season of life for doing the right thing. You got to get this Paul and Silas thing figured out. They're doing the right thing and they're getting persecuted for doing the right thing. And they get thrown in prison and they start praising. Pray, first they were praying. There's a rule right there. Praying and praising God in the middle of the cell. In the middle of the, so let's say that cell was a tough season. But guess what? They still prayed and praised in the middle of their problem. And I love this. I just started thinking. My, my mind started like flashing when this guy, can you imagine this guy runs the cell and goes, oh my God, everybody left. He said, no, 
He was ready to kill himself because he said, I'm going to get in trouble for this. But what did Paul and Silas say? Look, I love this. Think about this. He said, look. They said, what? They said, don't do that. We're still here. Nobody's run away. And I thought about this. He winds up getting saved. I'm going to stay in this cell until this guy becomes affected by what has infected me. Come on, somebody. They were infected with praise. Amen. They want to talk about a pandemic and a problem out there and robbing your peace and a mess in the earth. But I got news for you. I'm affected. Come on. What have you been affected by? By what I've been infected with. I've been infected with praise. I've been infected with the love of God. I've been infected. You've been infected. Amen. You got it. Amen. Say, say, you got it. Say, I got it. You used to sing that song back in the day. I got it. I got it all over me. I got the Holy Ghost. Amen. How'd you get that Holy Ghost? I caught it. How'd you catch it? Somebody gave it to me. Amen. Glory to God. Jesus gave me the Holy Ghost so I can be what? I can be exceedingly fruitful and multiply and blessed in the earth. Amen. Listen, I thought about this jailer, right? That your praise in the middle of your problems are not only just going to affect you, the people in your family are going to get affected by what you've been infected with. Amen. I'm going to stay. I like Paul. I'm going to stay in this cell until you get out of your cell. Woo! Come on, somebody. That's what he was saying. He said, no, no, no. Don't worry about it. We didn't leave. We didn't just run away. I'm in my season. You might feel like this season you're sitting in your prison cell. But I got news for you. Your praise will make a way to not only get you out, but it'll get everybody else out. I'm going to stay in this cell until you get out of your cell. Maybe I have to stay just a little bit longer in my season so somebody else can see him. You ever think of that? Have you ever thought of that? So nobody want to preach this stuff. What do you mean? Maybe I got to stay in this season just a little bit longer so somebody else can see him. Man, look at you. Walk through this season of life that doesn't look simple, but you still got praise. Your witness is not just making a difference in your life. It's making a difference in the life of others. You know, we, I, there was a season of life I had, to, I had to carry my character under pressure that wasn't easy. But I could tell you what, when I came out of it, people came to me. And said, Pastor, I'm going to go with you in the future because I watched you in the last season of such an uncomfortable start that you still said what you were supposed to say. And because of it, I'll follow you into the future. You never know who's watching you in this season that you're in. Remember this. And here's some takeaways. And we're going to kind of close it out with this. Worship and praise allows your focus to leave the natural and reach into the supernatural. Worship and praise allows my focus to leave the natural and reach into the supernatural. Worship helps me fix my focus. Here's one of the greatest things I could think. Don't look at changed circumstances to find your praise. Write that down. Don't look. Because if my circumstances haven't changed. This ain't working. You ain't going to have no praise there. You're walking by sight and not by faith. You can't do that. When things don't work out the way I wanted and just how I thought, I got to be careful. I got to be careful because it probably will affect my level of praise. Think about that. You might be in a season that's not easy. So you got to make sure you understand that God's still faithfully on the job. Don't be like the children of Israel. Did you bring me out here in the middle of the desert to die? Did you bring me out? No. Don't look at changed circumstances to find your place of praise. Praise him for who he is, not because of what you see him doing. That's what makes us discouraged in the seasons of life sometimes we're in. Invite God into your season. You know, I'm going to say something. Invite God into your winter. You know, winter, everything starts dying. Invite, now, I'm not just talking about, you know, the geography of the earth, like what month it is. I'm talking about invite God into your spring. That's when stuff starts growing. Invite God into your summer, because that's when you start harvesting some stuff. 
Invite God into the season of life you're in and let him lead you, let him guide you, and let him help you. Because whether you know it or not, he's leading you right where you are. Invite God into your season. You say, Pastor Chris, this season I'm in right now is so hard. The Bible says he cannot not be touched with the feelings of your moments. He's there with you to bring you help. He's there to touch you. He's there to bless you. He'll help you. He'll lead you. He'll navigate you. Amen. Remember this. It might not be an easy season, but if you invite God in, he'll show you how to navigate your way through it and show you how to step on out of it. And I got news. This is a big one. I'm going to leave you with this. Don't rush your season, man. Don't rush your season. Because remember this about seasons in life. Once you go to the next season, you can never have the next last season over again. So important. Embrace every minute. You know, I think sometimes as you get older, you get smarter with this stuff. You know, when you're like, you know, when you're five, you want to be 10. When you're 10, you want to be 15. When you're 20, you want to be 30s, 40s. When you're 50, you want to be 40. When you're 60, you want to be 50. You want to, you know, when you're, when you're, I guess, I don't know. When I get the other thing, you probably want to be 20 all over again. Don't miss your moment. Embrace the place where you're at and don't miss the ride because the ride the journey is found in the daily walk with God, not just the big, the big mountaintops. Walk with him through some valleys. Walk with him through some seasons. Stay with him. Let him lead you. Let him guide you. And understand this, that no matter what season of life you're in, invite him in. He'll show you why. He'll show you how long. He'll talk to you about stuff maybe you never thought he'd talk to you about. Everything starts with a question. And the minute you start asking questions, God will start bringing you answers. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for each and every person watching. I know right now they might not be in an easy season. This series might come back a month from now, 10 years from now. I don't know. But I know that this season, this series is going to help somebody get to a brand new level of what you have for them. I believe it. I expect it. I know it. I know you're going to do it. I know, there's, I know that right now as they're walking through the season they're in, you're going to bring them the guidance they need from the Holy Spirit, and you're going to love on them, God. You're going to love on them. You're going to encourage them. You're going to bless them, and you're going to keep them, and you're going to help them make it through what maybe seems to be impossible. You're faithful like that. So, Father, I thank you that as I pray for them, they're going to walk in a brand new season. They're going to walk in inviting you into their season, and they're going to see you like maybe never before. God bless you, and thank you, God for touching them, for being there with them, encouraging them and helping them that they can make it through this place. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said, amen. Well, praise the Lord. Don't forget, we're going to be with you. We got the sermon this weekend. We're going to be live. Hallelujah. Don't forget, 9 and 1030 are online. But Sunday morning, 1030, we're in the house of the Lord. Amen. One service only. Come early. It's filling up, man. I'll tell you what. It's really cool. God is doing some great things here at Relevant. I can't wait to see you. I love you. I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.